0: (laughs) morning all right so uh today i'm here to talk about the gideons so here we go can you go to the next slide please To finding time to do something, who here on more than one occasion has asked themselves these questions based on the presence of time? Who can I find the time to help? What can I find to do to find time to help? When can I find time to help? Where can I find time to help? Why can't I ever find time to help? How can I find time to help? And if I can only find time to help. If this is you, please hold these thoughts, stay with me until the end. I'm here to help you know how to answer these questions you may have asked yourself a time or two. Next slide. Gideon International. I'm here to tell you about the Gideon International. The Gideon International is an association of Christian business professionals, men and women and their wives dedicated to bringing All to the saving grace of Jesus Christ in the gospel. We are a body of believers dedicated to making the word of God available to everyone and together with the local church, reaching souls for Christ, as Jesus tells us to in Mark 16.50. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, from prisons to parole, motels to hotels, schools to colleges and universities, and shanties to cities around the world, this 123-year ministry has distributed and placed over 2 billion Bibles. 109 translations throughout the world, the relationships and partnerships the Gideons have developed with churches across the nation and in the world in approximately 200 countries around the world provide opportunities for others to receive, hear, and know the gospel where none used to exist. Last year, In Pueblo County, right here in our local area, we placed and handed out over 4,000 Bibles within our local community. Together, we have shared the Word of God around the world through countless personal witnessing, personal testimonies, and providing scriptures so that all will know the gospel and develop a relationship with Christ in areas where none used to exist at all. You would be hard-pressed to find a ministry that exuberates Jesus' command in Matthew 28, 19. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, as the Gideon International has.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: going to show a few testimonies, and then we'll come right back to you. understood this little section you should notice some words missing right can you imagine people not knowing the word and who loves them how do we do that we do that by giving bibles sharing bibles handing out bibles so people can know the word without these bibles we would not be able to know who jesus christ is i can't even imagine that anymore in my life can you Without these Bibles, we would not hear these powerful testimonies. Can you go to the next one, please?
1: I was a very strong Orthodox Hindu. I was a very religious Brahmin. The Brahmin is the highest caste of Hinduism. The moment you are born, you are royal and divine. And yet, in spite of all the religiosity deep within, I was empty. I was dissatisfied. And I was aware of the fact that something was missing in my life. One day, the Gideons came, and they distributed New Testaments to everybody, and I read several verses. I didn't quite understand what it was saying, but I know that something had happened in my heart to prepare my heart and mind for receiving the Gospel. Now, one day, an Indian lady came to our home, and she had a Gideon's New Testament. She shared the Gospel with me, and she said, Rabbi, God loves you, and Jesus Christ died on a cross to forgive all your sins. And God wants to come into your life, but he would only come through Jesus Christ who said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man comes unto the Father except through me. I got on my knees and I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. And that very instant, my life was completely transformed. Amen. Yeah.
0: So I I have a real quick confession. I became a Gideon in 2018 the man who brought me to that is Chuck Orr, your very own Chuck Orr, in your church. He brought me to the Gideons. This is my little bit of testimony. When he brought me to the Gideons, I had no clue who the Gideons were. That's the honest truth. It's like, who are the Gideons? Alright, I'll go with Chuck. (laughs) Let's go check this out. So I went to the member meeting, and I got up there, and I'm like, I still don't know who these guys are. And then my wife's like, you know, the people who put Bibles in churches, all those Bibles in churches, and sometimes they have those little Bibles. I'm like, (laughs) Oh. <laughs> and so, next thing I know, I became a member, uh, started getting involved, and uh, here I am, almost four years later, and I'm going in my second year as president of North Camp Gideons here in Pueblo. So, just so you know, you didn't have to know who the Gideons are to be involved in the Gideons. <laughs> you may have touched bases with them at one point in your life without even realizing it but a great ministry nonetheless. Without these Bibles, we would not hear these wonderful testimonies you just heard, as well as mine. I I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for the Bible in itself. Uh, These are just a few of the numerous powerful testimonies that are out there, all because someone cared enough to help provide the resources that allowed us to leave Bibles, share Bibles, and place Bibles where they could end up in someone's hands. Often we will not see the fruits of our labor, but I can tell you this, by providing however you can today or in the future will be your testimony tomorrow. That can be your testimony. Think about this and let this sink in. Without the Bible, God's love is non-existent. Without the Bible, Jesus' love is not existent And without the Bible, none of us exist. That wonderful song certainly would not exist. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. So, the next time you find yourself asking the questions, who can I, what can I, when can I, where can I, why can't I, how can I, and if I can, find the time. Remember, the Gideons can find the time for you. So if you can go to the next slide. Ways you can help. So, just just an overview real quick of what we do again. Next slide, ways you can help. Come to prayer breakfasts with us in the mornings. We have them every Saturday um, at the Hen House. Uh, you can become a member, like I did. Getting Bible card program. He's right here. Getting Bible card program. Or a little card. You give a card, make a donation, and change a life. These are completely free. They're out there in the little uh, uh, foyer out there, and uh, they have these little cards. You open it up like that. And then you also have the Bible app, the Gideon Bible app. It's translated in almost every language that the Gideons have translated it to. So you can have it in all those languages on your own phone. So if you want one of these cards, they're out there for free as well. Personal witness testimony, this is a college type. We have Burgundy, Blues, uh, Periwinkle, uh, and, and uh, brown ones as well. Periwinkle, are usually the, the ladies. Um, And then uh, financial support. Understand 100% of your giving purchases go on Bible. Everything you give goes towards Bibles so that we can give them out to the world. Next slide, please. Right here is the Gideon Bible Card Program, all free. They have holiday cards, all sorts of types of cards that you can give. Last year, this was our biggest donation contributor To our foundation. So if you have no other way to help, you just put this in there, give your contribution, send it in, and it goes straight to buying more Bibles. Next slide. With that, I'd like to thank you for your time. Thank you, Pastor Scott, for allowing the Gideons to come in and share who we are. Being said, you're going to have to stick with me for a little while longer. (laughs) All right. Next slide, please. Question Of all the duties and responsibilities we as Christians have been instructed to do in our walk of faith, what do you think is one of the most neglected? Say again? Who's that? Evangelism? That's 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 part of that. Um, Go on to the next slide, please. Discipling or disciple making, making disciples. I think, based on my own observations and my own walk, we as Christians neglect our duty and responsibility of discipling, being disciples, or making disciples. Next slide, what is a disciple? A learner, one who receives instruction from another, a scholar, a follower, an adherent in doctrine. What is discipling? Discipling is uh, the act to... Uh, that takes place when one person spiritually uh, cultivates another person one-on-one they get with them and they help each other out understand the word of Christ what's funny is when I was looking up discipling on the internet most discipling, it's, it was crazy I couldn't even believe it most of them go to Sigmund Freud yeah very few of them even mention the Bible uh, as a Christian who reads their Bible, you know there is an abundance of Scripture that instructs us on discipling. Scripture that specifically has the word disciple in it, to Scripture that may not have the word in it, but there is no mistaking that discipling factor is within the Word. What does the Bible say about disciples? Next slide. There's plenty of Scripture that says talks about discipling in Scripture. Matthew twenty eight nineteen. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Just what I read in the Gideons. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. John 15, 8. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Luke. Whoever does not bear his own cross... And come after me cannot be my disciple. Luke, uh, excuse me, that was Luke six forty, Luke fourteen twenty seven. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. One Thessalonians five eleven. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. That's discipleship: encouraging one another, building them up question I have is, who have you done that with lately? Who's We had a sermon here back in the day. Uh, who is your one? In this church, very right here. Who is your one? Who are you discipling? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I have a hard time with it myself. But you know what? It was put on my heart to bring it up today because I am right now currently been asked to disciple somebody. So... I want to know what I'm missing and what I've been missing. And so we need to strengthen ourselves in this as well. Because as a disciple works, I disciple somebody, and then that person's supposed to disciple somebody, and that person's supposed to disciple somebody. And bring them into the Word and understand what the Word is. Not Sigmund Freud. (laughs) Not that Word. (laughs) Uh, Timothy 2.15 Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Titus 2.12, Training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly possessions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. Hebrews 10.24-25, And let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works, Not neglecting to meet together as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near, and the list goes on. Excuse me, that was supposed to be a pause. And the list goes on. (laughs) The list goes on. You can't, basically, what I have here, I think it's perfectly clear and safe to say the Bible is a disciple. Here's the, here's the hard part. What baffles me is that scripture is so clear on this one issue. Why then is it so neglected by Christians? Us. Why are Christians, we, so bad at making disciples and discipling others? I'm bad at it. I'll admit it. The first one. Can you go the next slide, please? Here's the reasons why I'm thinking we have a hard time with it. First one, biblical illiteracy. Less than 30% of Christians by the statistics that have been put out there will ever read their Bible in its entirety. It's less than 30% of us. 80% It's basically 80% that don't read their Bible in its entirety. We don't even know the Word to understand what we are supposed to be doing to disciple others. And then when we do disciple others, we don't even come back to the Word to know what it means or what it's saying to anybody to actually give them true discipleship. Again, the reason why this has been torn on my heart is because this gentleman that I'm going to be helping discipling through this means something to me, as you all mean something to me. I tell you what, if I hadn't had good men in my life, I haven't had a woman really disciple me yet, <laughs> but if I did, I still would honor that situation, but the men in my life that have approached me and have been there for me, Pastor Scott being one of them, sending me the Acts 13, giving me uh, encouragement, encouragement, let me stand up here to speak with you and all these engagements uh, my chaplain from the military he was uh, another disciple I didn't even know what that was when it was happening I, didn't, I mean I heard the word disciple I didn't, but I didn't know what it was What was going on with me when he was doing that um, uh, Pastor Blazer God rest his soul he died last year um, he was the one of the first people to let me stand in front of a pulpit and give the word to somebody And uh, I really appreciate all those men in my life. I've done what I can to help people understand the word, but I want to go further, as we all should want to go further and encourage others to grow in the word and to be disciples themselves so that we can grow our kingdom in Christ. But biblical literacy is probably the top reason why discipleship is lacking. Second one. Cultural Christians. This is to say, we've allowed Christian doctrine and Christian events to be inundated with the world's view. We've allowed the world's view to take over what God has given to us. We are drifting into coexistence. I'm sure you've seen those bumper stickers. Coexist. The Bible strictly forbids that. Deuteronomy 12 through 29, uh, 12, 29 through 31. I don't have the scripture on me, but if you don't believe me, you can look it up. It specifically tells us not to, use. even Second Corinthians 11, 2 through 4, same thing. It tells us not to mix these things together. So I go back to I did a sermon. <laughs> I did a sermon at a church uh, uh, just before Easter last year church was just opening its door and I got up there and it was literally basically Easter day and I went in there and I said I appreciate you having me but you might not have me back after this and I haven't been back since so they haven't called me and said hey come in and fill in a position or anything because what I said I asked the question like we just had Easter I call it resurrection day Think about Easter. Where in our society today has Easter, I mean, has uh, Christ been given the glory during that time of the year? What is it mostly focused on? Eggs, Easter basket, toys, candy. Everything that deviates us from what that time of the year is about. Christmas, same situation. We celebrate a man in a red suit. Not all of us. I'm not saying all of us. I'm just saying some of you, some of us do, but it's infiltrated the church to the point where we have let loose what God has given us. We haven't stood our ground in the face of adversity. Um, 57% of Christians believe other religions can lead to eternal life. 57% of us. Think about that. That's more than half of us as Christians because we don't get into this. Biblical illiteracy. The other one, I think, mutually mutual confession is almost non-existent between us. How often do we really truly confess our sins one to another to help us sharpen and get rid of our sins and help repent from sins? We don't confess our sins to each other. We often get caught up in everyone else's sin instead of looking at our own and confessing them one to another. 1 John 1-9 If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Galatians 6.1 Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself as well, lest you too be tempted. James 5.16 I love James because he punches in the gut. Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of righteous of a righteous person has great power as it is working. The other ones, I'm not going to go into those. I just wanted to touch on the main topics. But the other ones are we don't want to dislike, uh, we don't want to be disliked. Our, my popularity is is at stake. My pride supersedes us. I, I, I have no I, I don't wanna I don't want to get into the weeds with people because I I want to be popular. That kinda of can fall back into the cultural shift in our society. Hollywood, these movies that are happening, things that are happening around us, infiltrating our lives little by little. The time and investment needed to do so a lot of times we do struggle with time and often there's excuses but when you understand the word of God, get into the word of God, it becomes apparent that we have been lacking in this field and I have too that's why I did this because I was brought this gentleman his life is in my hand. his spiritual life is in my hands And I want to do what I can to grow in the Word. Preaching it, teaching it, and sharing with others helps us grow in that. Hebrews, but but it's not not, not all doom and gloom. Hebrews 12.11, for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So the more we train ourselves, the more we get into the word, the more we understand who we are, and we can look at ourselves and say, I'm a wretch, but you know what? He saves me, and I want him to save you, too. With that, I thank you for your time. Pastor Scott, thank you very much. I hope uh, you guys have a wonderful day. And uh, Son, are you going to pray us out, or... Pastor Scott? Oh, we're going to have communion. Sorry. (laughs) Pastor Scott's going to come up and do communion. (laughs) Thank you very much.